After holding off the Pittsburgh Panthers on Wednesday evening, the Louisville men's basketball team turns around and hits the road as they travel to Tallahassee to take on the Florida State Seminoles Saturday evening at 8 o'clock on ESPNU. We'll talk about everything you need to know about that matchup and more on this episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. Locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I want to take this time personally to say thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, including YouTube, five days a week, your team every day. The Louisville Cardinals will hit the road, as I mentioned, to take on the Florida State Seminoles 8 o'clock tip-off on Saturday evening down in Tallahassee. The Cardinals are looking to snap a four-game losing skid to the Seminoles, uh, spanning back to 2018. Despite Florida State having started out very slow and stumbling out of the gate this season, I'm going to explain to you why the Knolls are still a, a tough matchup for the Cardinals. And then the second segment, we'll do um, some more of the same for what we do in our previews, uh, players to watch, keys to the game, final prediction, everything like that. And then finally, in the last segment, we'll talk about the Louisville women's basketball. Huge victory over the Pittsburgh Panthers on Thursday evening, 81-39. to 39. We'll explain what all went right for the cards in that one and do a little preview of the upcoming matchup down in Coral Gables against Miami. Uh, planned for over the weekend. Um, before we get into the content of today's show, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as both a football uh, football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. Also, do some PA announcement work for the university in various sports. You can check out my personal Twitter in the handle in the graphic at the bottom left hand of your screen, and you can also check out the podcast Twitter pages at lo underscore Louisville. So let's get right on into the show. The Florida State Seminoles come into this matchup with a 7-5 and five record. Now granted, this may not necessarily be as strong of a, of a squad as Leonard Hamilton has had in the past X amount of years, but it is still posing a tough matchup for the Louisville Cardinals. We'll talk about what Florida State has done up until this point. Like I mentioned, 7-5, and five, currently ninth in the ACC. They did have a COVID pause against Boston College, started out the year losing by 16 to Florida, had a three-game losing streak in December at Purdue, a nearly 60-point loss, lost to Syracuse and South Carolina by less than three points, respectively. And then what has got a lot of Louisville fans talking and it has a lot of optimism uh, surrounding it is the fact that they lost to the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest by 22 points last week, a team that Louisville beat earlier in the season. The Demon, I'm sorry, the Seminoles have one win in the ACC right now. It is at NC State, 83 to 81. They are one and one in conference play. Like I meant, I'm sorry, one and two conference play. They lost to Syracuse. Um, so, like I mentioned, they did have the Boston College game postponed. Florida State, despite having stumbled out of the gate, you know, this isn't, you know, they've replaced a lot from last year, replaced a top four pick in Scotty Barnes. And, and a handful of other guys that are, um, you know, fighting for their respective chances in the NBA. 
you know, Florida State has had to uh, bring in some new faces. Caleb Mills, the transfer from Houston. Matthew Cleveland, uh, a guy that Louisville recruited very heavily out of high school. He's a regular in that rotation. They do still have Malik Osborne, and we'll talk a little bit about more uh, about Osborne in the second segment. But ultimately, this is a team that is still posing big questions for Louisville. As I mentioned in the opener, the Cards have not beaten the Florida State Seminoles since Chris Mack has been hired, and I think that that is more so indicative of how you know this upward trajectory that Florida State has been on in the past four to five years or so. Leonard Hamilton's mo in recruiting and on the recruiting trail is something that you know, services Louisville's kryptonite. Uh, Leonard Hamilton recruits um, athletes with a ton of size and length, and that's something that Louisville has struggled with this you know despite whoever the opposition may be. So even though Florida State may have, you know, lost some games that they shouldn't have or not played as good and, you know, in certain games gotten embarrassed against Wake Forest, they still do match up well with the Cardinals. They have a ton of size. Um, Caleb Mills is 6'5", Malik Osborne 6'9", Matthew Cleveland, you know, 6'6", 6'7". They have uh, three guys um, that play in their rotation that are above seven feet tall. That's something that's kind of been a staple in Hamilton's rotation is, is having a guy – or a couple guys like uh, Chris Kamaji, for those who, who remember him uh, the past couple years. Yeah, he was a, a, a player that Louisville struggled um, to play against just due to that size. That's something that Louisville you know, struggles with across the board is, you know, even when they have had athletes, it, it's been tough because Florida State, one thing that they've done extremely well is, is get guys that, you know, are very good you know, two-way players. They play good defense. Um, they get to the rim very well. And they, um, you know, they really make life hell for you on the defensive end. So it's it's going to take a lot of discipline for Louisville. It's not a game where I, I think that the Cards have no chance. And obviously, um, they. I will say that the Basketball Power Index has the Seminoles winning. Um, you know, I think it's like over sixty percent chance of winning the game. Now that can be kind of skewed. Um, it doesn't really take context into full consideration and the whole big picture. So. Yeah, to take it with the grain of salt, but Florida State is going to be a team. It's one of um, you know Louisville's toughest matchups year in year out in the conference play. It's kind of turned into the Cardinals' kryptonite since 2018, which is the last time that the Cardinals have that since the last time that the Cardinals defeated the um, Seminoles was back in the ACC tournament back in of that um, you know the 2018 calendar season. So ultimately. I, I have trouble in getting too optimistic about this game, despite I, what I would caution those listening or watching to think is the fact that, okay, this is a syndrome that happens a lot. It's that it, I call it the, you know, the common opposition syndrome because you it's kind of like a, it's a fallacy, so to speak, because you look at one thing and say, okay, Louisville beat Wake Forest. Florida State got blown out by Wake Forest. Therefore, it means that Louisville should beat Florida State comfortably. That's not the case. You have to take matchups into consideration. Wake Forest does match up better with Florida State than they do Louisville. And um, you know, Louisville doesn't match up well with Florida State as they do Wake Forest. So I think that you have to you know take things into consideration. Is this a winnable game for Louisville? Of course it is. It's not as daunting as it has been in years past. The Seminoles are still trying to figure some stuff out, but like I mentioned, um, you know whether it be Kentucky, Kentucky in basketball, Clemson in football, until Louisville shows that they can they can consistently win that matchup, 
I'll never truly feel overly optimistic about um, you know a, a certain team, no matter how down they are. Um, you know, Florida State, had, like I mentioned, has been on this kind of upward trajectory. Um, you know, getting Scotty Barnes. You know, getting you know the the recruiting has taken you know a, a big step forward for Leonard Hamilton and company down in Tallahassee. So you know, credit to him for getting the guys that fit his system. Now they may fizzle out in the tournament because I feel like when it comes down to shooting the basketball, Florida State's not necessarily the greatest shooting team. And this year, I mean, they're respectable. I think they shoot it just a tad bit better than Louisville does on the season. But ultimately, a tough matchup for Louisville despite stumbling out of the gate. The Florida State Seminoles are going to come ready to play on Saturday night. Louisville will have to do the same. Let's take a little bit of a deeper dive into the matchup, analyze it a little further, talk about the keys to the game, the players to watch, and then final prediction time in the second segment. Before we do that, I want to talk about our friends at GetUpside. Hey, Cardinal fans, this is your host, Dalton Pence, again, with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. GetUpside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play and use the promo code SCORE and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't, fa- don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Um, one good thing about it is the fact that um, you can save up to two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right back to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or any e-gift card for Amazon, etc. Just download the app for free. Get upside and use the promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Also, I want to take this time to talk about our friends at BetOnline. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. It remains your number one spot for all of the best sports wagering action for 2022 new year. And that means a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using the promo code Locked On. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all. And I'm sorry, fastest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. And bet online is where the game starts. As I mentioned, we are talking a little bit more in depth about the Louisville Florida State matchup that is set to tip off. Um, just here in about 36 hours, really, just depending on when you're listening to this. Just call it Saturday evening, so it doesn't really get too confusing as much as it, uh, you know, shouldn't be. Um, Ultimately, Florida State, a tough matchup. We'll talk about the players to watch for both teams. There's going to be one of them because uh, we are. Uh, there's only so much time that we have. For Louisville, it's Sam Williamson. The, the rationale behind that, I think he played well against uh, Pittsburgh on Wednesday evening. Had nine points, I think, like you know, five, six, seven rebounds. One of you know, it was one of those numbers. Um, I thought he played solid defense. The jump shot looked more confident, hit a couple mid-range. Hopefully that's the foundation that he can kind of rely on to start to, you know, uh, build you know, a, a solid stretch performances. And when I talk about why he's important in this matchup for Louisville, athletically speaking, Louisville kind of lacks that, you know, you know, elite athleticism that they've been kind of looking for and that Florida State possesses. So for the Cardinals, I think that if there is an athlete that matches up well with Florida State, both in a size situation, strength, length, you know, Sam Williamson with his six foot eight frame, very strong, gets to the rim, 
Uh, that's kind of his specialty, creating in the mid-range. I think he's going to be a key player to watch for for the cards in this one because there's going to be a lot of emphasis on the perimeter shooting. We'll talk about that here in a just, just a second when we talk about keys to the game. But Sam Williamson is going to be relied upon a lot, uh, both interior uh, rebounding the basketball, because that's one thing that Florida State has been successful against the Cardinals in the past couple seasons, has been out-rebounding the cards. It's going to come down to um, you know everyone, one through five, rebounding Sam Williamson, very good rebounder for his size. I like his uh, it, you know possible impact on both ends of the court in this one. So Sam Williamson is the player to watch for. In this one, for Florida State, it is Malik Osborne, second on the team in scoring 11.9 points per game. He averages 7.3 rebounds per game, which leads the team. Shoots the ball 30, I'm sorry, 45%. He's uh, got 51, 45, 82 shooting splits, which is very, very impressive. Six foot nine, senior, 225-pound from Madison, Illinois. He's been a guy that uh, Louisville has kind of struggled to guard in years past. Knows the Cardinals very well, and um, you know a guy who is very, very tough interior-wise, but also can shoot the ball from deep if you give him the space is going to be a matchup problem for the Cardinals. I'm very interested to see who Chris Mack goes to to guard Malik Osborne. Is it Sam? Do you go? Um, you know, I, I have a. I don't think Malik Williams is, is would be a good fit for Osborne. It's probably going to be Sam. You can maybe see, um, you know, maybe Sidney Curry in a sense, just a, a bigger body guy that is uh, pretty stout defensively. So for Wolverine, Sam Williamson, for Florida State, it's Malik Osborne. If they're able to get him going, like I mentioned, and in utilize and exploit that mismatch, it's going to be a tough time for the Cardinals to guard the remaining four players on the court. So definitely looking at Malik Osborne. The keys to the game for the Cardinals. Number one, it's taking care of the basketball. We've seen throughout the season it's been, you know, an un it's been an uninviting trend that Louisville has not necessarily been as careful with the basketball. A lot of turnovers and have led to some big time scoring droughts. Keeping, you know, you know, taking care of the basketball does you know, two things. Number one, Florida State is 12th in the country in steals per game. Very good defensively. They're very good on ball. You know, the team defense, you know, is very serviceable. So you have to take care of the basketball. Number two, you're going to be relied upon to score some points in this one. Um, a key, you know, I don't want to say, you know, don't go six, seven minutes of game time without scoring, but that, I mean, it goes without saying that that has to happen. One of the causes that, you know, you result in this being a product is the fact that you know they're becoming careless with the basketball they're turning the ball over wasting offensive possessions and Florida State very very good in transition with you know those athletes you know I, we we talked about you know Caleb Mills Malik Osborne Matthew Cleveland etc you know there's a ton of players on this team that can really you know hurt you in transition Anthony Polite Cameron Fletcher Raquan Evans Evans was a guy last year that, uh, you know, really uh, the Cardinals struggled to, to, to guard. And um, that's one of the keys to the game. It's taking care of the basketball, limiting the turnovers, which I think, you know, goes hand in hand. It's a direct association with the um, scoring drought. So that's number one. Number two, the cards have to shoot better perimeter, you know, from the perimeter, um, shooting the ball from deep. Look, I, you know, this is a lot of these you can kind of apply to any game, but in this one where it's going to be tough to, you know, penetrate the defense and get into the lane and score around the rim due to Florida State's size and athleticism and good defense, 
it's going to be on Louisville to hit their shots from deep. You're going to have to have guys like Noah Locke, like Matt Cross, Mason Faulkner, L. Ellis, guys that shoot the ball very well or have the – let me rephrase – have the potential to shoot the ball very well. A lot of um, the responsibility is going to be on them to, number one, stretch the floor so it does open up the lane uh, because you have to respect the deep shot. But also just being able to you know get some offense going could be uh, you know could bode very well for the Cardinals in this one. Final prediction, I I think Florida State wins this one. I think I I think it's going to be within ten points. I'd say probably about you know six points or so. I don't I obviously don't think that this Florida State team is as good as it has been in years past by any stretch. You know usually Florida State is flirting with top fifteen rankings. This year they're seven and five. You know it'd be it's going to take a while for them to rise up the rankings. A lot is going to have to go their way, but until Louisville can show me that they can play good against Florida State, it's hard for me to be optimistic about the matchup. But not only that, it's also hard for me to predict Louisville to win this one. Do they have the potential to win this one? Well, of course they do. I think ultimately Louisville is one of the more talented teams in the ACC, and they still have the potential to finish in the top four. But as we mentioned, you know, history and trends over the past handful of years have shown that Florida State and the Seminoles have been Louisville's kryptonite since Chris Mack has come to, um, you know, the um, to rise as the head coach of Louisville. And like I said, that's not indicative of you know Mack or anything like that. That's more so just kind of showing how good the recruiting has gotten for Florida State. They're getting five-star guys, you know, premier athletes. Leonard Hamilton is, um, you know, the system that he's put into place that is obviously working. So we will recap this matchup on Monday. Hopefully we are singing some good tunes of a victory. But before we get out of here for the weekend, I want to talk about the Louisville women's basketball. Huge victory over the Pittsburgh Panthers on Thursday evening, 81-39. to at the KFC um, Center on Thursday. We'll talk about everything that went right for the cards. After we talk about our friends at Bill Bar, it's the new year. So that means New Year's resolutions. And I got to be honest, if yours is about getting fitter, eating healthier, you need to include Bill Bar in your plan. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better. It makes it easier to stick to your resolution. You want to eat healthy, but sometimes it gets boring. But like week three, January 10th, 17th, you might be thinking, well, it's just kind of not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein, so you get the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Another thing that's great about built Bars, there's so many different flavors to choose from. My favorite right now is salted caramel. There's mint brownie, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, uh, cherry barcia, etc. Do yourself a favor. You don't want to miss out. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, let's use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Final segment of the week is dedicated to a big win for the Louisville women's basketball team. 81-39 to over the Pittsburgh Panthers on Thursday evening, and wow, what an overall performance it was for the Cardinals. Now, look, I know that Pittsburgh in their first two ACC matchups, both against ranked teams, NC State and Notre Dame, they got beat by give or take about 30 points. I predicted a 20 to 25, 20 to 25 point victory for the Cardinals in this one, but 
it was even more so lopsided and started that way um, ever since the first quarter. The Cardinals have had kind of a you know, the, the Achilles heel has been the start, you know, the first quarter. The Cardinals raced out to a 19-8 lead after the first period and did not look back. One of the most staggering and alarming statistics for the Pitt Panthers, um, out of all of the, you know, the lackluster statistics, 35 turnovers for the Pittsburgh Panthers. Now, we came into the matchup, and I talked about it yesterday. This is a team that Louisville needs to force turnovers on because they turn the ball over, yo, so much. It's free. It's a frequent phenomenon. But Louisville forced 35 turnovers in this one. Uh, overall, Pittsburgh, 2-for-9 from the three-point line, shot 26% from the field. Their leading scorer, scorer Hayford had eight points. She was two for seven from the line. Louisville, however, on the other hand, 40% from the field, 38% from deep, uh, 17 for 18 from the free throw line. That's big. Uh, even on the rebounding, 15 turnovers, so they need to cut that down just a little bit. 19 steals and five blocks for the Cardinals. When you look at the box score and what the Cardinals did, it was more so of you know a balanced attack as it always is four players in I'm sorry five players in double digits for the Cardinals Olivia Cochran with 11 Emily Inkster Inksler with 12 Haley Van Lith with 12 Chelsea Hall with 10 Peyton Verholst also had 10 and I tweeted out um, just recently Verholst has been a player that you know struggled kind of early on um, you know getting adjusted to the speed and obviously the playing time may not have been there with the you know the the loaded rotation but over the past, um, I'd say, three or four weeks, she has been a player that has come in and really given good minutes. In this game, she had 10 points and seven rebounds. And although her impact may not necessarily be showing you know, a lot in the box score and being very evident, she's impacting almost all facets and aspects of the game with how you know well she plays. You know, um, you know Jeff Walls over the summer in his Cardinal Sports on exclusive, exclusive interview uh, with myself, he he said, you know, she doesn't necessarily do one thing great, but she does everything else extremely good. Sorry about that. Um, but ultimately, it, it was a big win for the cards, and um, you know, there's not much uh, analysis to be done other than they, you know, they clearly outmatched them on both the offensive and defensive side of things. So, you know, great win for the cards there. They turned their attention. To the Miami Hurricanes, Miami is, um, they just lost their first ACC game this past, uh, I was actually last night, they lost uh, to the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, 47-46, to 7-4 and four on the year. They had um, a little bit of a COVID pause, so uh, the two ACC matchups before this weren't able to be played. They're 7-4 and four on the season, like I mentioned. Not really any... Defining victories, but the losses are not necessarily bad. Uh, they did have one to Washington State. It was a 15-point loss. That's probably their worst loss to date. As I mentioned, Wake Forest by one point. Lost to Maryland, 82-74, to top 10. And then Indiana, they lost 53-51. Uh, to So 0-1 in the ACC, but still a pretty solid team. I don't think that Louisville's going to come in and blow the Hurricanes out. Instead, this is a matchup to where I think Louisville's probably going to win by about I'd say about eight points. Uh, Kelsey Marshall leads the way for the Hurricanes. She averages um, 14.5 points per game. You have followed that up with Carla. I, I'm going to bu butcher this name. Carla Aryavec. They do have um, 
two six four post players that they utilize uh, quite a bit. Maeva uh, Dejadi Tabdi. They also have a Lola Pendande uh, from Almeria, Spain. So they do have some size. They rebound about you know the rebounding margins about five more than their opposition on a nightly basis. Shooting the ball, they don't necessarily shoot the ball that well from deep. Twenty eight point six percent on the season. And free throw shooting wise, it you know they're decent, sixty four percent. You know, not necessarily the grow. Actually, hold it, yeah, sixty eight percent. So, not necessarily the greatest. But when you look at uh, what they bring to the table, it's going to you know just be one of those games where Louisville's going to just have to handle business. There's not necessarily one thing that Miami does or does not do that you know jumps off the page. They're you know, a, a, a solid team. They're a team that could potentially end up getting into the NCAA tournament with a strong you know, conference slate. But right now, this should be a game that Louisville wins. Um, I'm interested to see how the Cardinals open up. There is a ton of, um, you know, momentum for Louisville. The key, the key to the game for Louisville is to get out and transition. That is obviously going to be led by forcing turnovers and, you know, something that Louisville has been very good at, one of the top three teams in the country in scoring defenses. So for Louisville, it's just a matter of, you know, using that size that Miami plays with to their disadvantage and, you know, getting out in transition, using their speed, using their balanced approach. And I like Louisville's chances in this one. About a, you know, six to eight point victory. I think that, you know, this is going to be a tough game in Coral Gables for the Cardinals. So we'll talk about that matchup as well as the men's basketball matchup on the Monday edition of the show. Before we get out of here, a couple quick shouts. First to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. Um, the most recent episode dropped on the last Sunday. You can check that out at cardinalsportszone.com. And the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q with handicapping expert analysis from Lee Sterling. Get that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. That's going to wrap up. This week of episodes for the Locked On Mobile Podcast. Everyone have a great day. Have a great weekend. Go Cards. Be safe. And we'll see you right back here on Monday.